Martin, it's a pleasure for me to be here and address you in a very new, innovative format, uh, a digital format. Before I talk about the global transformations, I would just like to uh, pay some respect and some recognition to some very key uh, people around the world today. I would first of all like to say that I'm really appreciative of all the efforts of all the nurses, the doctors and the medical staff around the world. It's a great, um, it's a great work that they are doing and uh, they are very much at the front line and we owe them a lot of respect and recognition. Uh, secondly, I would like to thank Nicholas for arranging uh, this Capital Link event uh, in a very innovative and digital format during these uh, very challenging times. And uh, as you all know, the shipping industry is very much a people's industry and it's important that we continue to exchange, communicate and have a good dialogue about the industry, its future, its opportunities and not least these days about the challenges. So I would like to start talking today about some of the key global transformations that are taking place. And in the times of COVID-19, uh, the three tectonic shifts of unprecedented market conditions, uh, the increased challenges on the environmental side with regulations becoming much stricter, and not least all the changes on the technology side. So there's no point in really dwelling too much on justifying these three tectonic shifts and big transformations. But naturally these days we are very much preoccupied with the very big changes on, and uncertainties on the markets. Not only do we have the COVID-19 issue to deal with globally, but it's also uh, a big concern around the conflicts around the oil price uh, and the geopolitical aspects affecting that, but also many other uh, events around the world. Now, if I could just turn to uh, what DNVGL uh, is doing during these uh, very extraordinary times, I would say that our purpose of being at the forefront safeguarding life, property and the environment is more important than ever. We are fully operational, all of our offices are operational all over the world and we are there to make sure that vessels can sail safely around all the seven seas, the different ports, bring important medical equipment and important uh, food and other supplies to keep the wheels turning. And for DNVGL, it's a great relief to see that all the investments, all the efforts that we have done over the past few years on digitalizing our services is really helping out. So we are able either via physical attendance or via remote operations through live streaming footage or even data collection to make sure that our services can be delivered to the full. Then I would like to draw uh, your attention to something which is of a little longer uh, nature 
and that is indeed the environmental uh, challenges that the industry and the world at large is faced with and what are the solutions for the shipping industry and the maritime industries in this respect and naturally all of you are very much concerned about what are the fuel choices of the future should we go for the traditional fuels or should we indeed try some of the newer and less uh, proven alternatives or should we indeed wait not invest in new vessels at all now it's important to remember that there are basically three stepping stones uh, for the uh, uh, reaching the future uh, ambition level on reduced emissions first of all we have to continue our work to become more efficient that is the first stepping stone the second stepping stone is really about creating incentives to put funds into R&D to develop the next generation of fuels and then the third stepping stone is really about selecting uh, eventually the right uh, fuel choices of the future. Now these are not straightforward um, items altogether but if we concentrate a little bit on efficiencies first it's a lot that can still be done on the hull shape on the uh, cleansing of the hulls, on the lubrication systems for the hulls. So just by looking at the, um, say, the naval architectural side of, of a, a vessel, there are still uh, in the range of up to maybe as much as 20% efficiency gains uh, to be had. Looking also at the different equipments, machinery components on board, there are also significant savings that can be had. And if we also combine that with the overall logistic chains in the maritime supply system, utilizing data and digitalization to become more effective, to reduce waiting time, etc. Uh, the efficiency gains altogether could be in the range of uh, as much as 50%. Now, having capitalized on those, there is still a gap to reach the IMO 2050 ambition. And that gap has to be uh, filled by alternative fuels. Now, there is a big discussion these days. What is the best fuel alternative? Now, what I think first and foremost, we have to be open-minded these days. We have to look into different alternatives and there will be different alternatives that will be best fitted depending on the typical trade, the routes, the sizes uh, and the type of cargoes being carried. But I would say that uh, gas as fuel is really the first uh, alternative to reach a better future with less carbon intensive fuels and that technology is already available. It's a question of taking decisions now to initiate the change and to be able to do that gas as fuel is really the only viable option that we have readily available today. In our view, gas as fuel is not only the best option for the next one or even two 
vessel generations, but it's also a bridging fuel into some of the even better fuel alternatives of the future. The types that we are not really sure are there either in the first 10 years or maybe even in the next 15 or even 20 years. So one such fuel could be ammonia, of course. But even if we select ammonia as one of the hot candidates towards 2050, it's still important that we are initiating the transition already now and gas and ammonia could play an important role going forward, but gas is the transition fuel. So I think the question about which fuel to choose is not as difficult as many would like it to be. And there is uh, the biggest danger for not only the shipping industry in the maritime world, but also for our whole planet, is really a question of whether we are doing something now or whether we are waiting another 10, 15 or 20 years before we take any action. And with those alternatives, I think it makes a lot of sense to go for gas as fuel already now. And LNG as fuel is already having quite a significant momentum these days, especially for the larger vessel types like the big container vessels or indeed the VLCCs. Whilst we see the LPG as fuel as a better, more practical and viable alternatives for all those uh, where the routes are more uncertain, typical for the tramp ship owners. So it's not a question of not having alternatives. To me, it's a question of taking the right decisions now and starting with what already gives in the range of 20% lesser carbon emissions than the traditional alternatives. Now, trying to uh, give you a few uh, key takeaways. So um, first and foremost, uh, these days, on top of everything else, the tectonic shifts that I started off with, we have the COVID-19 situation. So to really be sure that we are safeguarding life, property and the environment is really at the forefront of everything we should do. And that's also the purpose of DMVGL. Secondly, it's really important that we are not, say, restricting ourselves these days just to look through how we can manage through the COVID-19 situation, but also try to project longer into the future towards the second half of this year, towards the beginning of 2021, and look at what are the options that the maritime industry uh, needs to deal with and how we should deal with that. And in that context, it's where I say that it's really important that we continue to work with both measures that improve efficiencies and that we also work on the incentives like, for instance, the International Chamber of Shipping proposed to create a fund to do more R&D. And secondly, that we are indeed investigating a lot of different options for what can be the uh, future fuels as we approach 2050. And then as a, a, as a final key takeaway, gas as fuel is really the first 
and best stepping stone into a better fuel solution for the future with about 20% reduction in CO2. So with those uh, key uh, takeaway points, I would like to wish you all a very successful digital event. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing you all again in the near future. And please take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and stay healthy and abide by the advice and the guidance that we get from our respective authorities. Thank you very much for your attention.